Hello, my friends. It's the 8th of January, and in warp speed time, our PMP boss lady, Tiffany, got certified last week, right out of the gate in a new year. Tiffany, how are you feeling about your accomplishment? Thank you so much, Phil. I'm feeling amazing. It feels unbelievable. Um, uh, all of the good, warm and fuzzy feelings that you get when you accomplish something like this is exactly what I'm feeling. Um, more oh, unbelievable than anything else. I am so excited for you. I am on cloud nine because you know, the last time we met in 2023, we had a plan to do this at the end of January. And I was saying no more than six weeks, that's it, or four weeks or whatever I said is enough. And here you come in the new year and boom, you just kill it and get certified even before the first week runs out. What spurred that level of confidence and that change in mindset to just, just do it? What happened? So after I had taken, well, I, I did your whole 40 day program, as you know, and then as we were doing some of our sessions, I started doing a lot of the practice tests and then I did two um, full length tests to see what my score was. And I was scoring around 58, between 58 and 64. Um, and so I said to myself, okay, I think I got enough. And then I read the scrum guide from mm. back to front. I read the agile practice guide from back to front. And then I went on to the Spotify podcast you have, and you said to read just the beginnings of each chapter in the PMBOK guide. And I think that kind of put the cap on it. Like once I understood what each specific area and the focus groups were different, like really under the progress group versus the knowledge area, it just made it that much more like, okay, now I understand the framework. Mm. Um, and I think that pushed me to say, the framework is probably what's been holding you back. You're guessing where these things go, not knowing where they go. Wow. Um, that gave me confidence. That's so good to know. So you spent time on the beginnings and did you draw anything out? Did you map anything out? Give us an idea of how it all came together for you. I did. I decided to create an Excel spreadsheet for each process group. So I did a tab wow. for each group. And I think what I was trying to understand is the test, as I heard it from others, wasn't about the idos as much, but understanding where they go and where they come from helped me in that process. So when you read those first few pages of each chapter in the PIMPOC guide, it says what the inputs are and the outputs and why what's coming out. And so listening to that language independently on its own doesn't make sense. But when you look at it in the framework, it makes sense. And so I think understanding that when someone says, oh, where does the scope statement come from as an input? That's where you're like input, what input, right? And that's when it began to make sense. So I just did an Excel spreadsheet for each tab wow. each of the knowledge areas and wow. then kind of went down that way. I mean, can I be all of a twist and ask for at least our friends on the call to maybe get a, a sneak peek into that? Maybe when we get up, you know, if you don't want to share it now, if you want it, if you can share it now, I'd love to see it because I, I, I like taking what students do. And I like making it available to others to understand the context of what they did, because the, the rate at which you made that change, something something profound happened. <laughs> yeah, I think I'll share it right now um, Thank as you. best as I can. Thank you. I have a million windows open. <laughs> it sounds like my laptop. Can you see this? It's coming. Yep. Oh, wow. Wow. Oh, my goodness. This is a thesis. Right. How, so I had to literally take my brain off and go, what is this about? What What am I looking at? When I look at initiating, okay, this is the pre-work to start. Yeah. I need to prepare and organize. Then I have to execute, carry out the work. Then I had to monitor and control the work. Like the terms of itself wasn't resonating with me until I actually sat down and picked this all apart. And wow. then I just took that map in the PMBOK, um guide of yeah. all of the 49 process areas and just did them by tab. So this oh is gosh. integration. The wow. next one is scope. Wow. Schedule. Oh my goodness. How long did each one of these take you? Um, <laughs> I don't know. Some uh, of them, some of them I already was more familiar, so I didn't spend as much time. Like quality, I never got there. 
and uh, the, the rest. But the first three, once I got the on. framework, I was fine. The and I had to take, Right. So once I did the integration scope, schedule, I was oh. fine. Ah. Once I got those things, but the integration one was the game changer. My, Once my. I understood how the others, this made sense for the others, right? Then it made sense to me, right? Like I'm not going to get an issue log here. If you look at where I am in D11, that's yes. an output of this process. I'm not going to mm -hmm. get that in scope, right? So it's like, where am I getting that from? And trying to identify my mind when they mm. ask that question, which they do ask a lot. Um, wow. And so this kind of helped me. And so I said, let me spend as much time as I can on understanding integrate integration wow. more than the others. Wow. Um, so the others aren't this robust as much as I've spent time here. Oh my word. Um, this is and then I created like a definition section to the left to help me navigate like different um definitions because I realized like things would come up and say oh you're the facilitator what mm -hmm. conflict management should you be using as a technique and I'm like what is he talking about right <laughs> so then it helped me to kind of pull down some of those definitions so that I can understand in this frame why do I need facilitation why in this stage do I need brainstorming why I had to understand fundamentally why it's called data gathering but what are we doing yes. and so I think just really fun the, the fundamentals are in the integration for me wow the integration process group gives you a lot I mean that knowledge it gives you so much in that knowledge area um and it just took me down I just kind of kept going down <laughs> oh my god 30 lines <laughs> um, just trying to figure this out. And this one is probably more robust than the others. And wow. scope. Scope is pretty robust too, because then I started a little dictionary wow. here. But integration wow. was it. Like I created WBS here and I created that's the backpack, right? This has wow. all the things I need in it that I gotta unpack. And so I try mm -hmm. to think of things, right? Define scope. This is the project work. So some of the terms don't make sense with the way I've been working as a professional already. And so I had to mm -hmm. reorganize some of that. Oh, my word. This is so profound. I mean, I love the fact that you're stressing integration because PMI says themselves, integration is the only knowledge area that the project manager needs to do themselves. All the other knowledge areas, they may be able to delegate to an expert like risk. You could have a risk specialist, yeah. a cost specialist, but integration, they, they said that is the one area that project managers must get down pat. So it makes sense. And I like the fact you're elevating this for everyone's consciousness. This is really awesome. My question is, how long did all this, the whole thing, was it over a one day period, a many days? No, this, this took me about four hours. Wow. One, this one sheet. So I said to myself, okay, my exam was scheduled for January 4th and I thought I was going to reschedule it. So I was off the week of Christmas and I said, after listening to one of your podcasts, I was like, okay, if I go and read each thing, I'm not going to memorize it. Where am I going to put it? Writing things down, I had um, sticky pads all over my house, easel boards all over my walls. Phil, you remember when you called I me do. the first time, yes. I had them all <laughs> over my house. And so I'm like, that's not going to be a way in which I can actually remember this information. So I wanted to create something, go back to the basics. Excel is basic, no more uno, no matter what, of storing information. And wow. so... It's a way for me to organize and mind map my own brain around these concepts. So writing on pieces of paper and trying to scroll back to the paper just wasn't doing it for me because I, I tried that. Wow. Wow. I like this concept uh, that you're sharing because it's it, it can be summarized in in the statement, build your build your second PMP brain. So you've got all this stuff in your head, but you need to put it down and see it so that you know that you know it and everything is just plain. You know, my buddy, um, his name's uh, Rick Brinkman, he he talks about when you're having a meeting, have a flight management system so you can see everything as it's moving along. This is a flight management system for PMP right okay. here. Because, yeah, this is going to help a lot of people who are blowing past this kind of stuff and they're stuck. And many of them fail the exam. And they ask, why did I fail? It's for lack of understanding of things like this. Because this is relevant to what you saw on your test, correct? Extremely, extremely. But I will wow. say, 
I had been studying for this test since October, right? So I had done your 40-day program already. I had done the immersion already. And so there were still gaps I needed to fill. And then I also mm -hmm. did like a 35-week boot camp with another organization through my um, company that was paying for it. So I had done a lot of groundwork in the weeds. Yeah. And so once I had done all of that, I had enough to... Um, probably passed the test, I didn't have enough to fundamentally understand the tools and the techniques to navigate the project management process. And I think that's what I could not seem to suss out out of any of that. And that's what made me create this. Wow. Tiffany, I think you just helped a bunch of people who are stuck and don't know. So give us some, some of the psychology. So when you started going through it, the early stages, was it making sense or was it a little bit difficult? And were you reading multiple times? Were you highlighting? What was your learning process? Because you were not you are not just copying and pasting. You type this stuff out. So. I type this all out. I type this all out. As I read something, I try to um, find out, you know, what did I think about this? What does this mean to me? Um, and I also thought about if I had to press control, find what word um, would resonate with me that I would remember. So... I try to think about things like that, like stakeholders is SH and, you know, PT is project team, um, just trying to like drill down on some of those things. But um, for me, a lot of the other things that I have to study are necessary, but the framework that my brain is, this is organizing my brain. That's mm. what this does. I've learned all these things, but now how do I organize them in a way that makes sense? Wow. I, I love this. So Tiffany, we're going to come back to this at some point, but I really want to stress for those watching what you're hearing from Tiffany is, in essence, you got to build your second PMP brain. You got to make that repository, not just looking for other people's notes. Because Tiffany, I don't know if you are familiar with this. Oh, those notes! I got to get all those notes. And then you right. got the notes, right. but you didn't get the you didn't get the journey. You didn't get right. the journey that person went through. So even yep. though you have the notes, you don't really have the mentality and the philosophy. So I want to I want to encourage our friends on the call, Johan, your buddy who got certified, he went through this kind of epiphany himself as well, and he created another Excel file. So as you're going through this process, our listeners at home, our current students, uh, this is something you really want to do. And how many how many days to your exam was this? Was this a week out from your test? Probably. <laughs> Probably a week out. Um, and I said to myself, um, Tiffany, if you're screwing it between my first day, it was 58, then it went to 60, then 64. I said, well, then I'm sure I can find 10% somewhere. <laughs> um, and, you know, it was really interesting because I listened to what you had to say about not getting bogged down with earned value management <laughs> and some of the formulas, which I, I was really bothered by initially. And once I took that out of, the equation from myself, I went back to integration. Wow. Very I went good. back to mastering integration. I was like, if there's anything I need to invest my time in it, what is the one thing? And it was integration and the scum the scrum guide. Because I Love noticed it. when I got questions wrong, they were related to scrum. Yes. And I wasn't as familiar with the technique. So I went and downloaded the scrum guide and it really gave me a lot of clarity on understanding some of the terms and, and the reference points. That's a good point. So for people listening, scrumguides.org. If you haven't been there, yes. go there, download it, do what Tiffany's saying, read it, digest it, and uh, you, you'll be glad that you did. Uh, Tiffany, let's talk about the exam, and we're going to come back to that spreadsheet ultimately. But let's talk about you scheduling the exam, going into the exam. Was it very easy to find a, a test center so quickly? Yes. Well, I had scheduled it initially for December 18th. And when I had done my first test, I had um, scored really low. And I said, well, I don't think I'm quite ready. Um, and so I also had two deaths in my family and just kind of felt overwhelmed by it all. So I was like, this isn't a good time. Let me push this back and see. And then January 4th seemed like right after the new year. That's a good time. You're still easing into it. Um, and I think, you know, in, in consulting with you, um, I thought about pushing it further and you said, well, no, you'll lose the momentum. And I didn't want that to happen. Um, so just listening to what you were sharing about, you know, keeping the momentum and not scheduling too far out from the from the original date, which was December 18th, was something I kept in mind. That's lovely. That's lovely. So let's talk about the exam and then we'll circle back to talk about some other things. 
So Tiffany, you took the exam in a test center. So I'm guessing they did the whole airport drama, like the wand, making sure you're not carrying anything in, looking at your watch, telling you to take this off and that off, right? Was there anything peculiar you'd like to share about what happened as you're checking in or was it pretty normal? It was, um, you know, you come in, you got to put all your things in a locker um, and you can take in a calculator if you want. I did not know that. Um, I didn't need one actually, but you can bring one. Um, and you have to put, you can't bring anything with you inside. So don't wear anything extra, bring anything extra. Everything goes in a locker. Your code is outside the testing room. Gotcha. What I did not know was that the test was going to be on the computer the whole time. Oh, yeah. I did not know that. So they give you um, like a dry erase paper that you can use yes. to jot down your notes and things like that. Um, but yeah, you're in the at the computer the, the entire time. Gotcha. So you go in and then what happens? You start the exam by clicking a button? That's correct. They walk you through. Um, they have options if you want to highlight a sentence or strike through text. Um, just to kind of help you do the process of elimination, which I've, I found very useful. So to give you a little tutorial for that, and then, which is probably about eight minutes or so, and then you can begin your exam. Okay. So did you watch the tutorial? Was it, was it? Helpful? I did because I was like, I don't want to waste any time trying to figure out how this works while I'm in the exam. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So very I was smart. like, no, let me just learn all these little tools they got right here because I don't want to get in the test. And I'm like, oh my God, what's, how do you strike yes. through? How do you, I didn't want to yes. waste any time. Very good choice. Believe it or not, there was a student who got in and didn't know how to navigate. He didn't know how to navigate from like a question that happens like down the road to what happened prior. So he was clicking and clicking. But um, did you use a strike out and the highlighter? I did. With I did. I did that in the beginning because when I was testing myself and looking back at some of the answers, I had noted where I had just answered too fast and did not read properly. Um, and so once I knew that that was something I had done at least 10 times, got 10 answers wrong when I knew the answer, wow. I was like, okay, I need to take my time. Um, I think up front I did it too much and I, uh, I was kind of toward the end kind of hustling. So I think you got to find a balance. I was hustling for time toward the end. Gotcha. So I did hear that it could be helpful, but also a time waster could be a double-edged sword, the whole strikeout and highlight. Yeah. And, yes. um, on average, how many questions were you answering? Were you like how many minutes or seconds per question? On I was I, I think it so I was trying to monitor that. Um, but I realized the ones that were longer in text take longer than a minute. It takes longer. You can't get to a minute. You can't. It's hard when they give you all that fluff to suss out <laughs> what's the situation and the question here. Um, and so I had a lot of those right out the gate and it was really hard for me to navigate that. So I spent a lot of time striking through and being very cautious, mm. um, until I got to my 10 minute break. I, I spent a lot of time, um, with some of that. Gotcha. How long were the, were the questions on average? Like if you're going to give like a standard length, I mean, were they two lines long, three lines long, were they longer? At than least that? three, at least three. Um, some went as far as like, you know, five or six lines when it gave you lots of fluff. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah. Some of it was a little tricky in that way. You have to constantly read what is this piece? What is that? You know, um, I had the harder ones up front, actually. So which was easier really? toward the, wow. the back end. Yeah, I had a lot of the dense stuff toward the end. I mean, the hmm. beginning and the, the beginning. beginning and then the end to, to kind slow of. You down. <laughs> it did. It does. It did. And I realized, and so I took the first 10 minute break. Um, I had drank an espresso that morning. So I, didn't, <laughs> so I didn't have a cup of coffee because I didn't want to have to go to the bathroom. Uh, that's some inside baseball. But I just said, let me drink something to give me a little jolt. Yes. And, you know, but if you drink a full coffee, you're going to have to go to the restroom. And I was like, I yes. can't afford that. Um, and so, yeah. So that's one thing I'd recommend is do not drink a full coffee because there isn't enough time in that 10 minute window to run and come back. It's like the bathroom is like down the hall and you got to get the oh, cold dear. and all that. It's kind of nuts. Um, but I, I, I think that um, once I took the first 10 minute break, I felt confident, but I didn't know mm -hmm. I didn't need another break. Oh, wow. Interesting. So Tiffany, let's take a look at these, uh, just uh, these samples we have. So would you say this was like an average length or is this, yes. is this longer? Wow. Yes. Yes. This is average. Oh my God. That's average. <laughs> That's average. Yep. Help.
So yeah. anything shorter like this, it was not was not typical. Not typical. Wow. You may have maybe a not even a third. Wow. Mm -mm. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it was so pretty just get dense. ready. It wow. was dense. Yeah. Um, I think like in something like this, the first thing I'm gonna that I looked at was like, okay, agile, straight out the gate. That's the mm. first where my mind is going. I'm agile. I'm not thinking about predictive. I'm not thinking about all these these budget and scope out the door. I'm not even mm. thinking about that. So it just like look for those key words that you got to know where you are in that. That is helpful. That's good to know. Uh, this is like five lines long, a little a little bit longer. But let's talk about the options. Let me find one that has options that are the pretty. The options here are all pretty standard. Did you have any that had crazily long options like? really mm -hmm. long yep like that's consistent like yep. this long no 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 not that no. maybe just two lines no. maybe two lines at best okay. yeah was it no okay. no the, the answers weren't that complicated okay and in length have... in length Got... <laughs> gotcha did you have anywhere they say choose uh more than one like yes a and B. you do were, the, were there a lot of those maybe seven or eight not a oh, lot. Okay. Not too many. What about drag and drops matching? I had at least four of those. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And those and were what... like about, um, I had one for like, uh, it was uh, VUCA, Pestle. Okay. It was uh, okay. some of those uh, Something acronyms. along those lines. Yep. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. and, then, mm -hmm. and then when it came to you um, transitioning between like section one, you went for a break. Section two, you mean you just sat put on your desk and went straight to section three of the exam? I just twirled around in my chair and took two <laughs> twirls and was like, let's go. Be good. Oh because my. I was already in it. Um, you know, the, and the then groove. the other thing was the day before, I technically didn't get a, enough sleep. I got oh. sound sleep, but it wasn't enough. Oh. So because I was trying to, like, get yeah. the rest of my framework yeah. down. Oh. And so by about one o'clock, I finally trailed off. Oh, and then, wow. you know, I was there. So about the second half, that sleep hit me. So I will oh, tell no. you, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Get that eight hours because I only oh, got dear. six. And I was at about, by the time I got to that second break, I was like, oh my goodness, I'm feeling it, you know? So I'm just twirling wow. in my chair, trying to like get myself a wow. little bit undistracted here. But yeah. Did you have any time left to spare by the time you got Four done? minutes and 51 seconds. Wow. That's wow. why I said I spent too much time in the beginning highlighting and crossing out. and. So the first well, section of 60 took you how long on average? Can you, can you remember what the time, how much time you had left after the first section? I really didn't look. It went like a blur. I was focused on that last minute. So those last minutes, I, I realized second way through the exam, it shows you the time clock and how many questions you got left. And I realized there was one part where I had more questions than I had time. Oh, so that's when I knew that's how I know I spent too much time highlighting and striking through once I saw that. And then luckily, by the time I got to the second half, those denser questions weren't as apparent. Mm. They weren't showing up back to back. It was like, OK, I got a couple of easy ones I could buy time on. And then they start to creep back in. But it was a little bit more balanced to me the second half than the first half. The first half was like, boom, 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 boom. And I'm like, ah. <laughs> the second half was a little bit more like, oh, oh, OK, let me think. OK, I can think, you know, but I didn't know. Blended. It's not here's agile. Here's predictive. Here's no, no, it's all no. mixed. It is all mixed. It is all and then a greater emphasis, though. Did you see like a greater emphasis on agile and hybrids than predictive or was it all kind of equal what do you, what was your impression i think there are pieces of predictive that are much more prominent than others so mm. i did not see as much about knowledge areas as much as i saw okay. about process groups so that that's where you know you're looking for like oh this is scope management the scope management plan it's like oh scope baseline comes out of what mm. um process group process group so mm -hmm. you got to know both of those things, the process group. And then, you know, yeah. I saw six, you know. <laughs> you won't go into that. <laughs> totally. I took that with me. It's in my pocket. Um, to, at 10,000%. 10,000%. That is so interesting. 
So let's talk about how, when you were studying, you mastered this. So because you and I had a first session and I went over almost everything under the sun on the exam with you. So from that first session, did you take anything specific from agile or predictive or hybrid that you said, oh, I got to focus on this one after that first session we had? Um, after the first session, I realized I wasn't as, I didn't take agile as seriously. By the time I had met you, I had already done your 40 day course and was preparing to do a boot camp, and I hadn't even read the Agile Practice Guide from cover to cover. You know, I had dabbled in like, oh, page 63 or, page, you know, a reference as a reference, but I had not absorbed it as a tool um, in understanding the framework fundamentally. And it's a short read, right? It's not a, a huge read. Um, yeah. But the, the the principles and the and the concepts kept coming up on me, you know, and I just couldn't navigate it. It wasn't like I was shortchanging myself by not reading it, but That's I kept true. being confronted with the same question around agile or the values or the 12 principles. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, you <laughs> actually have heard this question more than one time. You've gotten it wrong each time. You know, you really <laughs> have to spend time with it. So kind of recognizing I, I didn't take agile as um, seriously out the gate. Gotcha. And we did spend a good amount of time on that manifesto that first time we met. Yes. So that was good. And then hybrid. When did hybrid begin to come together for you? Um, when I started to look at the life cycles, the project life cycles, um, really just trying to understand speed versus the value, you know, the MVP or um, really just trying to break those things down and um, the Agile guy was very helpful with that and saying you can start out one way, but it can end in a different approach and um, just really trying to. But I think, again, this goes back to the Agile practice guide. Yes, very true. Pages 27, 28, 29, Agile practice guide for people Extremely listening. Helpful. Yeah, please do what Tiffany's saying. Get the Agile practice guide and do read it. Don't just breeze over it. Do read it. And then for predictive, this is where we're going to go back to your spreadsheet because you know, this whole idea about predictive, a lot of people are confused because you have PMBOK 6, you have PMBOK 7, and then you have PMI's process groups or practice guide. But what you did was hone, just choose the one, was that PMBOK 6 that That's you correct. honed in on? And then yes. you read the beginning of each knowledge area chapter. So integration. Yes. Oh, schedule. And then let's take a look at that spreadsheet again, because I, I think before that, what I struggled with was what happens before you get to number four? Mm. That made a lot of sense because now that you got to the process group part, you have already passed that pre-work part and yes. you didn't, you don't really absorb that in true. a lot of the learning. So I think that's, that's what the PMBOT God gave me was the foundation mm -hmm. of like, Oh, this is the the code of ethics. This is the way we see the project manager. This is the business need. This is the business case. You know, some of those kinds of things. Um, I was able to answer those questions a little bit more confidently. That is a great point because I know people <clears throat> today, they're thinking PMBOK 7 is the way to understand and predictive. And what Tiffany and I are saying is you may be better off opening up PMBOK 6 at a high level Chapters one, two, and three gives you the background of the PM, the program, you know, what is a project, what is a program, what is an operation, all the definitional stuff. And then as she's rightfully saying, before you get to integration in develop project charter, there are three pages, 30, 31, 32, and probably even 33 that help you understand the business case, uh, benefits management plan, needs assessment, all that stuff. And then what what is a value what is, what is a benefit you know uh, net quantifiable benefits is what we call value all that stuff that's on page seven page 30 31 32 33 definitely do what tiffany's saying but tiffany let's take a look at your spreadsheet because i want people to have a framework our friends on the call here as well i want them to take this away and honestly just just do what Tiffany's done because I've seen this work so, so many times. So what you've done here is you've gone in on each of the 49 processes. But let's start off at a high, at a high uh, level, you have done the process groups. So let me, let me go ahead and highlight as an educator, what I'm getting excited about here is this first piece. This first piece that Tiffany has gone in for the kill on is the five process groups. Then when she got done with the five process groups, this next piece that we're going to make uh, purple is the knowledge area. And this is integration. 
So she went in on integration and did develop project charter 4.1, develop project management plan, all of them, you know, 4.2, 4.5, all of them until she got to close project or phase. And she has some very robust notes. Uh, just take a look that this is not all ITT, right? No, these are overarching ideas and definitions that are going to help you understand the process. And then where it needs to be emphasized, depending on you know, your studying case-by-case -case basis, some of them she has the inputs. And I think mm -hmm. this is a very good mental exercise because what it tells me is before Tiffany typed this in or somewhere along the line, she asked the question, okay, what is this and why is it here? And what is its relevance, right? Can you speak a little bit more to that, Tiffany? Yeah, I think that like, for instance, like you were just in closing, if you want to highlight that again, when I looked at the input, I can't get to the close phase process without having looked at these things. I can't get here without looking at those inputs, right? Um, and then once I've done that, I can get through this process, but now I have an output. And I think not understanding input and output to me would just seem a little nebulous in some way. Mm -hmm. yeah. But then I was like, okay, no wonder why I can't get to the next phase because I, I didn't get what I needed to get. And so mm -hmm. I think in a regular project uh, sense, you, you get to this process undocumented most of the time, right? It's, oh, I have this input. I met with Charlie and they gave me this thing, but I never say, oh, it's an input. <laughs> Right. It's an archive record. It goes into the project record, you know, or the folder, the shared folder or anything like that. But you never organize it in this fashion. And when I understood the organization of a project and I mm -hmm. thought about the CRM I recently launched, this made a lot of sense. There's no way I'm going to close this project if I didn't double check the charter. I didn't double check the plan. I didn't look at the accepted deliverables, the business. I didn't look at any of those things. There's no way I got here without having done those things fundamentally. This, this is so helpful. I, I don't want to be all of a twist and just ask for seconds. I'm going to ask our friends on the call to type in any questions they have. Uh, please go ahead and type in questions you have for Tiffany. Let's begin to unravel some of your questions because I could learn from some of those. Or if you want to just unmute and ask a question, all right? Because you guys are going to be, you're going to be next in the musical chairs <laughs> in a few weeks. <laughs> If I can start, uh, Tiffany, firstly, congratulations. Very well Thank done. Thank you. Um, a, a question, how, how did the mock exams reflect the actual exam? They're very similar. The mock exams to me were a tad harder because they focused a lot on earned value. A lot of those, um, the earned value, planned value. I had When I did the mock exams, I probably had maybe five of those on each exam. Whereas on the real exam, I had one and it wasn't even an equation. It was just trying to see the planned value minus you had to know that equation yourself. But there wasn't a lot of equation um, on, on the exam at all. There was, I had one. So I think the mock exams overemphasized that to me um, mm -hmm. uh, more than I realized. Um, but the rest of it seemed pretty balanced, seemed to be accurate. Okay, thank you for that. And then uh, just a, a follow-up question. If you've got advice for someone starting out, so we've got the Plumbok guide, we've got the Agile guide, the Scrum guide, um, and <laughs> it's, it's basically a lot of um, textbooks. Yeah. You mentioned that you read through basically all of them. Um, if you had to do it all over again, where would you start? I would start with what finish? I got right here. I would start with this map right here. Where I ended is where I would have started. Understanding integration. If you do not understand integration, nothing else makes sense. Mm. Nothing, nothing, nothing else makes sense. If you don't understand right out the gate, the project management plan, the benefit, if you don't understand those pieces, it all feels like a puzzle. Once I understood the integration piece that's going to run throughout the rest of this project, schedule may die down, the scope may die down, that this is going to be consistently operating in the background. And so I think that's the piece I had to fundamentally understand, right? Integration, you're still going to go back, as you saw here as, a, as, a, as an input, you're still going to go back and look at 
the, the documentation, the project documentation, you're still going to go back and look at that. And so understanding that framework is what I would have done up front. I think doing the 40-day course that Phil had, and I'm not saying that because I'm on his program, I joined it and I didn't even know Phil had courses or anything else. I bought it long before I even had my coaching session with Phil. That gave me the fundamentals that I needed of understanding what is this all about um, when they say you should be a leader, you should be a servant leader, you know, some of those kinds of things gave me, okay, now I can understand some of how this puts together. Looking at the 49 processes in and of themselves seems overwhelming. And I think that's why I just pulled out what is the one that runs through all of this and I learned it was integration. So I would have spent a lot of time up front, out the gate, understanding integration. And then one, one, well, one last question um, with the way you've got your spreadsheet laid out, uh, is there a lot of focus on input and output and does the, that help you understand the project better as well? It, the inputs help me understand what I need in this phase, right? When I look okay. at develop project charter, I need a business case. What do I need to actually develop this? That's the input. What am I going to get now out of now that I've gotten what I need to start, right? What's the output? This is what I got. I got the project charter, but I'm not going to start with a project charter. That's the that's the way you have to think about it. What do you what do you need to do to get to the project charter? That's the input. And I think that's what I fundamentally got away from doing this whole work. Um, as I did that, I think that was really fundamental for me. Mm. Okay. Thank you. This, this is so profoundly helpful because there's nothing like hearing from someone who's just come through the trenches and and has aced it. And I, I think I'm going to take your philosophy, Tiffany, and and uphold it a little bit more because I think people get lost in the, oh, Pimbok is so big, 49 processes, and people try to squash it and say, you don't have to read it. You don't have to know it. Eh, do Pimbok 7. But honestly, if you want to be a real master of the game, you got to... <laughs> Manish, yeah. good to see you. Hello. Hey. Uh, Pinbox 6, is it available, readily available somewhere? Yes, Pinbox 6, you know. I when bought we mine from Amazon, course, so yeah. When we're doing our course out in Houston, yeah, if you want to buy a downloadable copy. But let me um, let me go let me go grab my copy so I can show everyone. What yeah, I'm going to get mine too so I can show you, Manish, how I tagged it up. I'll show you in a second. Yeah, there's, there's so many uh, different versions of Pinbox. So there's Pinbox 6. There's Pembox 7. Uh, and yeah. there's old, so I had uh, done mine like this. Okay. Yeah, there are old Pembox 2, which you do not want to uh, be, be reading. Because, you know, yeah. Manish, when, when we were having our, our course, I don't know if you recall, there was someone who um, brought in um, a Pembox, I think, 5. And I said, oh, don't, don't bring that in here. So this is 6. Right, mine is all beat up. Oh, Tiffany, show hold hold up your yeah. Yours that's is, what I was sharing. How I had mine, um, just oh, kind of broken out yeah, by yeah. each this of those groups. Lots of sense. This makes yeah. a lot of sense. But right. what you realize is each each chapter is not that thick. Right. If you got to get to the next one, the book is intimidating. Yes. Yeah. So once I broke down each of the chapters, <laughs> they're all like forty pages. It's not a lot to yeah. read, right? Okay. So. I went through it and then I got back here and it was like, oh, this kind of gets me to, so by the time you get to page five, 537, that's all references. That's not even yes. the book. That's true. That's true. 537 to page 755, 225 pages of references. Yes. So what you have to study, I'll show you. Mm-hmm. Is this much? So the, it it starts from what page to what page? Ah, uh, the roll of so fifty one uh -huh. to five thirty six. Five thirty six, and most chapters are okay. Fifty pages, maybe okay. not a lot. Like scope management is like 129 to 173. What is that? 50 pages? Yep. You understand what I'm saying? So once I broke it down by section, it's not a lot. So yeah. in one day, I could read three. 
Okay. Or if it's 12 of them here, you know, in one day, you could take one. I got 12 days. Yep. So that's, that's the way I Because the whole book by itself was too much. So just break it down by the sections and then you'll see it in, in a different way. And then the pink ones were just the um, managed project and some of the other things that are not. So my pink tabs are not the mm. um, knowledge areas. Those are the pre-knowledge um, area work that I read. And you know what, Tiffany? I'm glad you're holding up a physical copy because I just remembered one of my PMPs who's already a PMP. He said, Phil, I can't find a sixth edition anywhere on the... So truly, when you go on PMI's site, you don't find a sixth to download anymore. Mm. You only find a seventh. What they have in place of that is process groups, a practice guide, which has the same content, but it's organized differently. So some people might struggle to find a copy of the sixth in all, in all honesty, full disclosure. But if you go on Amazon, like Tiffany's saying, you're probably going to find it, maybe a used copy. And, and that's okay. Um, if yep. you were a PMI member way back and you downloaded it, you may still have it. Otherwise, it is hard to find the sixth edition. I also want to make it clear for all the students from Manish's class, those out of Houston, we gave you another book. And, you know, actually, you got this as well, Tiffany. You just didn't have time to get to it. We have another book, and it's called yeah. Project Management Essentials. Yeah, I have, book, yeah, I have that from your class. Yes. So, Manish, if you're not able to reach the sixth, this has the same content broken oh. down into easy to understand, yeah. But you just yeah. need to go through the knowledge areas that she's saying, all the heavy lifting that Tiffany's talking about. We've done some of it for you in breaking Perfect. down integration, scope, schedule, cost. But it's available yeah. to you, so check your downloads. You know, we give you so many books. Yep, and, yep. and it's really because different students need different levels of flavor. So yep. um, if you're already a student, Johan, you have this as well. The bottom line is, when we meet in a few weeks, what I'm going to do is quiz you on integration, scopes. Like, I'm going to pretty much quiz you on what Tiffany has. And I'm going to find the gaps to see if you have closed any gaps or if there's still um, a few. Because what she did, you need to go through that. Whether you're using PMBOK, whether you're using this, right? Whether you're using the essentials, just make sure you're doing what she's doing. Do I understand the process groups, integration? Uh, the process groups, uh, initiating, planning, executing, monitoring, control, and closing. Do I understand the knowledge areas? I saw six chipmunks. Let's use the chipmunks one. That That's safer. <laughs> I saw six I, chipmunks. I, I got what the Cuban you? smoking cigar. Oh, dear. No, no, no. <laughs> getting trouble, you know. I got the early video, YouTube, still. YouTube, I don't know. YouTube flagged that Cuban mnemonic. You know, I it flagged it. You know, YouTube, they're over the top, you know. Anyway, anyway so, so just make sure that you get all the knowledge areas the process groups going for the care like Tiffany did. And uh, Tiffany, one more time, can you show that spreadsheet? Just oh, maybe scope yeah. and, and schedule because yeah, I sure. want to emphasize. Yeah, I want to emphasize that what Tiffany's saying is you got to you gotta kind of, you got to skim over some of the pieces. She's not saying read 756 pages in, yeah. in four hours. That's not what she's yeah. saying. She's saying read the top of the waves of each knowledge area and make notes so that you understand, okay, what is in it for me? What's what's in it for me when I do develop project charter? What's in it for me when I do develop project management plan? What am I getting out? Why am I, why am I doing this? Right. So that right. logic, you need to have that logic. Um, and I, I wish I had more time for our viewers to go over all that stuff, but um, I have that on, on YouTube as well. Yeah. So um, if you go to our YouTube, the Praiseon channel, you'll find a lot of what Tiffany's talking about. I've created videos and, and flowcharts and stuff, but you, you have to go through this journey yourself. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it's the journey because I have a lot of people say, oh, I'm going to go buy these notes or those notes. And I'm like, you just missed the journey because the, the journey Tiffany made in those four hours, if you don't do it for yourself, you don't have that experience. You don't have that philosophy. You don't have the joining because what she's doing is linking the neurons. All right, it says yep. project charts. It says facilitation. What am I facilitating? It says conflict. What does conflict have to do with developing a project charter? Yep, you yep. see, and if you go to her notes, you see that she very carefully weeded out the logic in, okay, what am I facilitating really? Uh, what conflict could ensue? Those are the things that you need to, to be doing and go through your own journey. Everyone's journey is different, but there needs to be some commonalities. In my mind, when it says project management, 
professional, you are a professional because you know the framework. And, and Tiffany has shown that she knows the framework. I would, honestly, I would give a PMP to anyone who went through this process. But PMI, <laughs> they have their <laughs> own ways. But just going through this process shows me, yes, the neurons are connecting. You know what you're doing. Uh, good. Go forth and apply it in the real world. So honestly, if I, if I had my way, I would demand that every PMP go through this or show their own journey sheet, show their own second brain before I award PMP. Because to me, this is the real deal. It's not answering the questions alone in the exam that makes you the professional. It's this experience, this epiphany. Tiffany's epiphany. <laughs> ah, yes, that's exactly what it felt like. And so I'm sitting here and I have, you know, and the other thing, one of the biggest things that I will tell you is you turn your phone off. I'm not talking about vibrate. I'm talking about off. I would text people. I'm going offline for like five hours. The week leading up, I was offline. There is nothing you're going to text me, call me, tell me, find me, text me, video me. I don't care. <laughs> I didn't care. Unless my house is on fire. Listen, don't call me. And I just didn't leave room for it. I turned, called my husband. I'm like, listen, I'm offline for the next five hours. I'll see you when you get home. You're on your own. Like I'm not, I was very undistracted. Wow. Wow. That's the other thing. Turn the phone off. Create Turn space for yourself. Off. Get the distractions out your life. That's, that's, a, Turn good, it off. that's a good suggestion. I've, I've been noticing that. Oh. The phones and the kids are like, okay. Oh, yeah. It's a total rabbit hole. I'm telling <laughs> like, you, I don't even have any kids. And I'm sitting here on the phone, okay? And I'm like, Turn the, that's the biggest yeah. thing I can say. My kids are like, okay, daddy, what do I do here? What do I do? Like, Come on. Yeah, turn the phone off. So if you have to choose one, you got to choose the kids. There's nothing you can do about that. The phone is optional. <laughs> turn it off. I'm telling you, it was a game changer. That is hilarious. Yeah. Tiffany, let's talk about the final thing here. Uh, the final thing I want to ask you about is the exam and the experience of the people process business. When you're going through the exam, are you even mentally able to decipher no. when it is a no. people process or no. business process? It's all mixed no. up, isn't it? It is. It is. Oh. I kept trying to find it. Um, <laughs> and it, it was very, very, uh, it's not worth the brain space. <laughs> oh my God. Because something so that looks like it might be about the communicating uh, piece with people, it's like, actually, that's an integrate, that's part of the knowledge area. So it was hard wow. to, to decipher for me. What about business? Was Did business stick out uniquely? Like maybe because it was product owner or because it had to do with environmental factors affecting the backlog or was it just, you can't tell, just- You really couldn't. It. Yeah, it was all weight weaved in so well together. Those wow. questions played upon each other so well. Oh my um, gosh. Yeah, unless they said it's agile predictive, like unless they gave you that clear language to me, it wasn't as um, transparent in that way. So what we really want to stress is we, we want you to be aware that most of the questions are going to ask for what do you do? How do you how do you do something or what is the best thing to do? Like what is the best approach? Uh, what should the project manager do next? How mm -hmm. do you manage this? Very situational. So please do not go into the exam thinking you're going to get, oh, well, the project charter came out. Uh, which process is this? No. It's not going to give you, it's not going to give you like the 49 processes and say, this is an output. What is this? No. Is it? Tiffany? No, it'll say something like, oh, we've got your scope baseline. Which of the following come next? Is it the WBS? Is it the WBS dictionary? Is it, you know, the benefits management plan? Wow. You got to know what the next is. Wow. And a lot of the emphasis is, it seems to be on agile and hybrid. Is that fair to say? Yes, that's very fair to say. There wow. weren't as many things that I can say, oh, this is predictive, unless it starts out to say that this organization is very um, structured. Um, they're very methodical. They like to do things the old way. I saw questions phrased like that, which indicated to me that it was a predictive environment. Lovely. So Tiffany, help coach me, help coach the coach. So when I'm going in to train my next class, what I'm hearing from you is, Phil, you want to make sure people have integration as a backbone, solid. That's what I'm taking that away. 10, what else I'm, What else should I be taking away to do in my next training program? 
They have to do Scrum and Agile. They must. There's no way around that Scrum of Scrum. They asked so many questions about the Scrum Master. It wasn't even funny. I was <laughs> like, what? The Scrum who? The first few times that I failed that question. So I already calculated in my head which ones I'm not even going to waste any time on, right? And those was kind of like the theories of change, Mars lows, hierarchical, blah, blah, blah. I was like, you know what, Tiffany, we ain't got time for that. Let me focus on that. Once I understood earned value wasn't a big deal, I was like, I ain't going to. Okay, so that's 10 questions right there. I'm banking that I'm going to get wrong. I am not banking on getting integration wrong. So mm. you got to make your trade off and know, okay, if this area to me is, is a sticking point. And if you notice on the bottom of my spreadsheet, I highlighted four areas that I struggled with each time on my test. So if you realize I never got to resources, I never got to the other areas because that wasn't an area that I struggled with, right? The areas where I struggled with was the ones I focused on building out this level of understanding. Wow. Wow. So don't look at the ones you got wrong and be like, well, it's all wrong. No, <laughs> no. How many times did I get one wrong that says Scrum Master? Seven times. How many times did I get one wrong that said this? Eight times. How many times did I get it wrong that it was this one? <laughs> and then drill down from there. But I think people have to empty their mind on something that gives them the overview and the over filler. I can send you this one. You oh, know, please. Yes, oh, totally. And you can build this people. out and make it your own. Yeah. Because I Thank didn't build you. out all the rest of them, but at least I filled out the first one and people have an idea how to build out the others if you want. Um, so I can send that and then everyone can build their own from there because I didn't fill out as much of the other pieces that I wasn't yes. struggling with once. I, I put all of my effort into integration. So that was pretty that. well thought out if you want to share that with the, the group. Yes. But that, that's yes. what it is. It's really... This, the the process here, forget if there's no agile, there's no books, right? If you're doing a project, what is your natural things you're going to do? They're just named differently here. They just have a name and a place. You're doing the work. There's no two ways about that. It's just <laughs> understanding the words these people want you to use to do that work, the way they want you to categorize the work. And when you look at it from that point of view, now you need an input to start this project. Of course, I need an output that I can measure. How am I going to measure it? I need a SMART goal. What else am I going to do with it, right? It all begins to click and make sense when you're not bogged down in the weeds of it. Yes. What would you naturally do? But now there's a process that you have to use and identify to do that. I love that. I love mm -hmm. that. It, it shows me you've truly internalized uh, the information we got a question from our friend um, Manish. So I, I want to talk a little bit about how we approach this in our purple book. Now, if you go to page 83 in the purple book, this is where the knowledge error journey begins. Okay. And the knowledge error journey, if you go over to page 85, then you see we've broken down integration. And then we have the title of the process in integration. And then we have everything that is done there and all the outputs that Tiffany's mentioning. You can find there's a little there's a little roadmap. Um, it's going to be hard for you to see it, but yep. you see this this page here. That's yep. the roadmap um, that shows you these are the processes in the in the knowledge area, and this is what you get out. So, but yep. you want to do that for yourself by actually typing out what she did. I think that will really yep. help everyone else. I yeah. clearly I clearly got it in my instinct that the journey is important. It's yes. you can get all the books and notes you want. It's the journey. It's the journey. We also want to. We also want to make it very clear. This is not the sixth edition. This is a seventh. What this is good for is just talking about the principles of project management. Uh, this goes into the depth of the principles. But if you don't have time to read it, I want to recommend a PDF that PMI has out there in lieu of this. It's just called the Twelve Principles of Project Management. If you type into Google Twelve Principles Project Management PDF. It should come up with PMI's PDF. That's an abridged version. Um, if you're one day to the exam, you honestly may not have the luxury to go through it. Just read a high level. So Tiffany, let me ask you this. Did, did any of the sources, because I know you did our stuff, of course, but did any of the other sources stress the 12 principles and without mentioning the name of any you know particular? I'm, I'm just curious to know if they stress Pembuck 7. So I did, I had done a... Um the 35 hour boot camp yes. on the week of December 11th. And I also had taken the same boot camp last year. And then 
my life went up in shambles and I couldn't take the test. Mm -hmm. But taking it the second time with the same organization, uh -huh. I had the book from the last time and this book uh -huh. focused more on agile. Oh. The, they recognized that there was a shift in learning and they okay. focused more on the agile hybrid approach than they had done the year before. And I had taken the course the year before and mm. had the course book from the year before. So I was able to yeah. juxtapose, say, oh, well, no, they didn't cover that last year. This is new. So that that had definitely shifted um, even for the training institute that I was with. Lovely, lovely. Good to know. So the focus on hybrid is important. The focus on agile is important. Um, as far as the Pembroke Scrum Guide, the Scrum, the Scrum Guide, ScrumGuides.org, Scrum absolutely. And for those people who are like, okay, I need someone. I need a guide. I need someone to help me uh, on this trajectory. I would recommend going over to HPMExam.com because that is what Tiffany signed up for. When you get onto HPMExam.com, you got to understand Tiffany's already been through the immersion, PMP exam immersion, 40 days to PMP exam success. you got to understand she's been through that. So if you have not been through something like that, if you've not been in a course with a live instructor, um, I would highly recommend going over to hpmexam.com. I'm always accepting new students. Even if you don't see a date posted, you can still get some one-on-one -on -one instruction until our next group uh, meeting. So we just had one on the 7th. Uh, we will continue to have them. So if you go to hpmexam.com, just to beam that on the screen really quick, all you need to do is sign up. But don't wait, yeah. sign up now so that we can begin the discussion. Because what happened is when Tiffany came on board, we had a one-on-one, -on -one, you know, we uh, immediately. Yeah. I think yeah. it was the same day or the day after we met and understood where she was at. And then you have a coach who is helping you, guiding you. And even if we're not meeting every day, Tiffany was giving me updates. She was, she was and he texts sending you me back. updates. He'll text we you back, boy. He will text you. <laughs> um, and the other thing I will say is, and I told Phil this, I thought Phil was like a superstar in my mind because I listened to him going to work. I listened to him coming home. I listened to him when I'm... So whenever I had a moment's time of like downtime, I was listening to what Phil's... I was on that YouTube channel. Like it was nobody's business every <laughs> single day. Because I'm walking, I'm spending two, you know, walking two miles a day doing, you know, so I was listening to this, just really trying to um, understand it. Um, the other thing you have, Phil, that I found very helpful is the eye. You have an eye, um, like an eye, I forget what you call oh, it. Oh, yes, like the eye of understanding. That, yes. that is a, that's a very good map. That eye of understanding is also something you should, you know, highlight more because that actually because you don't see them as separate things you see how they all play together so i think you should add this each time you do the, this kind of conversation because this really helps you understand the rest of what's happening thank you for that so this is the eye of understanding yeah and i have a video on it i'm not going to go into the details and i want to appreciate tiffany's time because we are at the top of the hour so yeah. i would like us to round up with any other questions um, Hajina, good to see you. Does anyone else have any questions that would like to that you would like to be answered by our PMP guru? <laughs> well, it took me lady. four months to get here. Boss lady, thank you so much. Boss lady, no, totally. I will say it took me four months of un unbothered time. Um, I started this in October, dedicating the time. Um, and Phil's book, I I have to hold things so I know that about myself. So I printed his book at work, not in my house, at work. Um, so that I can use their <laughs> ink, right? And once I, I I broke it down by section, he has process, he has business, he has people, and I broke them down by section, and then I just read that section. I read this section, I read that section based on the days. It's already in the order of the days. Um, so that was easier for me to kind of go back to something instead of looking at a whole book. It was a little uh, for me. It was a little harder to have that thick book and and the um, <laughs> the pen box. I'm like, what am I doing again? Uh, I, I found that much easier to, to actually print that area. Lovely. Thank you for the tips. Look, Tiffany, we appreciate you. We no, are I appreciate you. you visit with us. Thank you. We're hoping you'll visit with us again um, on Saturdays. Um, I know Johan and Manish, they, they met this weekend and they they put in some work and um, we're going to be having some new students coming in and it'll just be nice to see you Again, walk through oh, 10, this with us. Yes, yes. And um, remember, we also, yes. So you remember when you signed up at hpmexam.com, Tiffany, you remember that one 
of the offers that you're getting is life after the PMP exam, remember? So yes. we had our first session on Saturday. We missed you, but I'm going to send you the recording and I'm hoping that you'll join us in February um, because the education doesn't stop at PMP. We teach you leadership. We teach you what to do after the exam, vision, casting, how to be a success in life. So um, for those who are interested in joining the same program Tiffany did, go to hpmexam.com. And uh, if you come on the program, you very well may run into Tiffany at some point, especially yes. in life after the PMP exam. 10, All right. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, thank you Manish and thank Johan and Hajinda and everyone else who attended. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye, for Bye now. everyone. Bye. Bye.